Yo, what's going on? Welcome back. It's good to be here. It's good to be fucking back. Thank you for stopping by, as always. Today we're watching an episode of one of my favorite shows of all time, a good Sunday night liner. Watching Malcolm in the Middle. I'm watching the Kids Charlemagne episode. I couldn't find it. I was trying to look for it, but I found it. That's what I'm saying. I'm get to the point. I found it. This aired April 6, 2003. We're looking at Season 4, Episode number 15, titled Garage Sale. Go ahead and cue yourselves up. We're going to fucking play this. I'm going to start it right now. We're going to get right into it. In three, two, one, play. So let me lower this. We got Dewey walking in, yelling, Malcolm, Malcolm. He's got something he's got to say. Right now we're kicking things off. I'm watching this. I'm just going to turn this down a little bit. Just doing some pre-adjustments. Never really planned for these episodes, to be honest with you. I just kind of get in the mood, get in the zone, and feel like recording an episode and watching a good old show, cartoon. It could be live action. There's no fucking rules, even though it's called too long at the end of the day. We watched some Tim and Eric, and that was all right. So now we're watching some Malcolm in the Middle. One of the classics, in my opinion, one of the classic Sunday night shows. I used to play on Global for myself uh, with some Family Guy and some Simpsons. But just a show that I think a lot of people couldn't avoid. You really couldn't avoid this show. This is a show that played back in, let's go to Wikipedia right away, shall we? Just take a look and see when this started. This started in the year 2000. This is a 2000. This is a millennial show. Just starting 2000, going all the way and ending in season number number seven in 2006. So it went for its six seasons, did what, had, did, did what it had to do, and then left. And left a good impression. Left us with Frankie Muniz. Left, left us with uh, Brian Cranston. Actually, the, probably the biggest name out of the entire show is Brian Cranston. Who's the dad? And for those of you guys that already know, uh, Brian Cranston is the main character in Breaking Bad. He's Dr. Walter White. He's the guy making all the fucking crystal meth. Who would have thought? Who would have fucking thought, right? So if, you're, if you've never seen Malcolm in the Middle, but you've seen Breaking Bad and you're tuning in, I fucking thank you again. But go check out Malcolm in the Middle. Go watch the, whole, the entire thing. Watch season one up till season six. There's going to be seasons you enjoy more than others. That's okay. It's part, it's part of life. Think of it that way. This show has six seasons. Now, right now, hang on. I just want to talk a little bit about the episode before we go back into some jibber-jabber, right? Now, this episode, the reason I picked it, it's because it's called Garage Sale. Right now, I think Hal, from what I remember from the show, from this episode, Hal finds something they're about to sell, and he goes, oh, don't sell this. This is my old recording whatever device transmitter. And then he picks it up, and he starts talking like he did back in the old days. He was a rebel. He was Kid Charlemagne. And he would go around, I guess, Trying to get people to revolt against the government. That's basically what he was trying to do. So he brings back the old character. Spoiler alert. But that's okay. I'm just... It's okay. But look, she's pregnant. See, that's the thing about the show. Lois is pregnant in this episode. I mean, in this season. Later on, they have a baby. Jamie! If you guys remember Jamie. Uh, so that's the thing. This show really takes you in the life of a family over the span of six years. They grow up. They grow older. They really are, uh, you know, in essence, a, a franchise family. Can't replace them. Well, you could. You could replace the actress, but you don't. You end it after six seasons, and you say, that's it. We've had enough. We've had an entire high school career worth of life experiences, and that's exactly what the show is. It's just life experiences through the eyes of the parents, the children. And, I mean, you've got three children. You've got, you know, the Dewey right there, the youngest. You've got Malcolm in the middle. That's what's called Malcolm in the middle. He's the middle child. And then you've got Reese. And then, you know, the parents who are overwhelmed over the, you know, just trying to figure it out, trying to keep it all together, doing the best they can. 
Lois is working at uh, some sort of a dollar store, convenience store. But I don't know if she always works there. From, from, from what I remember, for the most part, she seems to be working there with that boss. Hang on, I'm going to turn down, this down. I, I got a feeling this might be a little bit loud for everybody, but that's okay. A little bit of volume never hurt nobody. Whoa, that hurt me. All right. So, yeah, you know, Malcolm in the Middle just brings it all back, brings your family together, laughing at all the craziness that comes from a family, right? Let's see, look at this face. That's the best. Brian Cranston, in my opinion, is the best character. Frankie Muniz is great. But I got to tell you something. Frankie Muniz in the show was actually my least favorite character. Sorry, Frankie. I find that Reese, and Reese maybe, maybe Reese, but Reese has his moments. Whereas Malcolm in the Middle, Malcolm... He's supposed to be smart. He's supposed to be clever. He's supposed to be, you know, doing all the straight A's in class. But for some reason, he can never fucking figure out his brothers. Or he can't He can't seem to really be on top all the time. If you're really that smart, you should be on top. You should be the top gun. But Reese, I have a feeling Reese is a secret genius, even though he's dumb. There's something to it. There's something there. And Hal is just, you know, the dad Hal. He's just a pushover. He's, uh, he's just doing whatever he can do to keep a smile on everybody. He's a good dad. Let's put it that way. He's a good dad. And Lois, Lois, uh, Lois maybe needs to get fucked a little bit more by Hal. That's my opinion. But but Lois is just the exaggerated version of every 90s mom going fucking berserk. I mean, you think of Lois. That's literally the mom I think of. She's the one that's going to overreact on something that has no reason being overreacted on. See, like right now, she's just sitting down having a cup of tea. But that's okay because she's pregnant. She's using up her cards. But later on, nah, I mean, I'm being a little rough on Lois. Lois does a good job, too. Everybody does a good job in this show. Can't criticize too much. It's a great show. There it is. Found it. Guys, Hal found the old mixer. Amazing. I remember seeing this episode on TV, by the way. I remember seeing exactly like this. I remember seeing it on a Sunday night. Right now we're October 24th, Sunday, 8.55, going on 9. It would have been right around this time, maybe a little bit earlier. Bottom line is we're feeling the energy. We're bringing it back. It's 2021. And I'm just bringing back some of those good old 2003 vibes. If I might pardon myself to do so. So if you guys are feeling 2003 vibes right now, you know, give yourself a big pack on the, pat on the back. Get yourself a little sip of water and sit down. and Keep watching Malcolm in the middle. There's Hal. See, he doesn't even look that old. Nah, that's the thing that's exaggerated. The characters don't even look that old. She's on Team W. He's the mascot. Of course he's the mascot. Ah, oh, there you go, boy. Bring back some gold, good old memories. Oh, this show brings nothing but smiles. Nothing but smiles. That does look like Reese. Actually looks like Reese. And the fact that their house looks clean uh, back then shows uh, that they did try. They did try, and I think they got overwhelmed by the three boys. Look at that. I remember doing that shit. I remember those uh, those old, not the branding part, but I remember the uh, those old metal machines. You know, you screw them together, you kind of mix them together, put some wheels and tires and whatnot, screws. I used to I used to take it really seriously. Um, I mean, I used to think they were fucking legit, you know, legit things and real. Like, you know, these are real screws. Look at me, I'm using a real screwdriver to fucking build this. Oh, that's right. And Malcolm in this Malcolm finds this piece of computer hardware that's supposed to be retro and old and rare and i think the owner of the dollar store really wants to buy it 
he ends up wanting to spend somewhere a thousand bucks, something like that. And then it ends up breaking. I think that's what happens. Spoiler alert. Oh, that, uh, is that a radio tuner? That's a radio tuner. That, that radio tuner, I think my dad had the same one. There you go. Yeah. Once you, once you get Kid Charlemagne out, it's over. It's fucking over. If any of you have a Kid Charlemagne inside your body right now, it's good to let it out once in a while. And the other thing about this show, here's the other thing I, like, we look, we look we didn't even go into any Wikipedia yet. And it's absolutely unacceptable. But first, what I want to say is this. There's a part of the show where they're really not with the family. And what I mean is Francis with his girlfriend, uh, Kiama, is that her name? And with this guy, uh, this German rancher out in Texas or somewhere out there. And uh, I really, I, 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 you know, when I watched the show back in the day, I didn't really like the parts with Francis and his girlfriend and, and the, the ranch. Watching it years later, I, I know why they did I could feel why they did it. They just wanted to break the tension from the home. Otherwise, it's too overwhelming. So you're going off to another character. Who's Francis? Their fourth child. I should have mentioned that. They don't have three kids. They have four kids. The other one's out of the house. Uh, out of the house, an adult with, a, with his girlfriend. I mean, he's basically a young adult. He's, he's got his shit together. He, you know. But for some reason, he's still tied down to the house. He's still got his you know ball and chain, his shackles. Maybe not that many of them, but he still has one tied down to the house. It's almost like he, he wants to break free. He wants to go out, and but something's holding him back. You can feel it with Francis. Ah, uh, who remembers a good old pizza night with the family, right? Am I right? Something simple. You don't even have to. You don't have to think about it. Just get a pizza, put it on your plate, grab yourself a drink, go watch some cartoons after. Watch them too long. Hang out with your pal right here, and watch some Malcolm in the Middle. Let's go ahead and take a look at some. Some of the Wikipedia and see what they have to say about the show. Maybe we'll find some now. Let's see. Malcolm in the Middle is an American uh, family television sitcom created by Linwood Boomer for Fox. The series premiered on January 9th, 2000 and ended May 14, 2006 after seven seasons. 151 episodes. That's pretty good. The series follows a dysfunctional lower middle class family and stars Frankie Muniz in the lead role as Malcolm, an adolescent who tests as, as a genius. Okay, so he's a genius. While he enjoys his intelligence, he greatly resents having to take special classes for gifted children, which are mocked by the rest of the kids at the school and called Krellboins. Krellboins? Okay, I don't remember that. I actually don't remember that. Referring to the clumsy and nerdy lead character Seymour Claiborne from Little Shop of Horrors. Jane Kesmerick plays Malcolm's overbearing, hot-headed, and stubborn mother, Lois. And Brian Cranston plays his immature ma maniac but loving father. When he says maniac, I'm thinking of the episode where he uh, he rents a steamroller just to fucking roll over shit and break it and flatten it. That was a great episode. This show has so many memorable episodes. Easily, You can easily make uh, probably two seasons worth. I mean, 151 episodes? I would easily say there's probably 25 to 30 episodes that are uh, legendary in the show. And the reason I picked this one is just because why not, right? But it, it is a good episode. So let's keep going here. Malcolm the Middle is produced by Satin City and Regency Television in association with Fox Television Studios, now known as Touchstone Television. The show has been syndicated worldwide. Yep. The show received widespread critical acclaim from critics and proved a popular draw for the network. It's been placed on several lists of a of the greatest TV and sitcom series of all time. Really? I could see that. I mean, it is a sitcom. Greatest TV and sitcom series of all time. It won a Peabody Award, seven Emmy Awards, one Grammy Award, and seven Golden Globe nominations. So this thing is gifted. 
let's go down the premise well we know i mean if you guys are watching but i'll just tell you it's a story about a middle class family lower middle class like they said you got the characters development the pilot was initially developed for upn with regency television for the 98 99 television season but when upn's youth youth excuse me enthusiasm for the project waned Gail Berman managed to rescue the pilot by bringing the project to Fox. The show was then moved to the 1999-2000 cycle where it was picked up by Fox. So this was meant to be on a different show. Do you think it would have lasted as long on another network like UPN? I don't think so. And do you think it would have been the same show? I don't think so as well. I I heavily think that um, Fox would have had a great influence on a lot of the jokes, a lot of the scenes, a lot of the... Just the energy of the show. I think they would have had a lot of input for the writers. Now, I'm just looking here on the side. There's a picture of the house. on. If you go on Wikipedia, you can actually see the house that the Malcolm in the Middle show was filmed in. It's just a small little house. It doesn't look run down like it did on the show. And it's got the address 01, or it might be just 12334. That's the address. But it, you can kind of see the resemblance of it. There's no garage. Like the garage on the right, uh, I guess, is blocked off by a fence. The front is painted blue, but that's pretty cool. The fact that that house actually still exists today. And uh, I'm sure it's worth more than a lot of money. If I had to guess, honestly, I have no idea what it's worth. But if you had to guess, the Malcolm in the Middle house. Like I said, it's not that big. When you look at it from outside, it just looks like a, a your normal suburbia, suburban, suburban house. No second floor, just one floor. I don't even think they have a basement. Just one floor. I, if I had to guess, where do you think it is? I think it's, if I had to say, I think they're located somewhere out there. In, uh, God, I wouldn't know. To be honest with you, I wouldn't know. Say Pennsylvania, California, maybe California. Somewhere out there. Makes more sense California. I mean, if Francis is driving all the way down to his ranch, can't be that far. Too, too far. Maybe it is. Let's go back. Look, right now, like I said, Francis, those are the moments I didn't really appreciate or didn't really enjoy as much, but now I do enjoy them uh, because they were older moments. These were moments not really necessarily meant for a child, for a kid. You're watching Malcolm in the Middle. You want to see the younger kids. You're a young kid. You're, you want to relate to the show. When you're watching the struggles of Francis, you know, after university, after military school, essentially. And that's the other thing. When Francis is going through military school, I mean, there's a whole season where he's just going through military school. Then he decides he's out. And it goes somewhere else. So every season, you really grow with the characters. You you develop with them. They have different things they're into, different, uh, you know, when it comes to the girlfriends. How many girlfriends has Malcolm had over at the house? How many times has he failed? How many times has Reese tried? I mean, now I don't know if this episode is going to feature him, but remember there's the other guy in the wheelchair. What's his name? I forget his name. I forget his name. But the guy that always talks like... So annoying, right? I'm fucking, like, the character is a cool character. Really great character for the show. I appreciate the character. But really fucking annoying. I mean, especially when you're trying to, you know, get to the jokes and whatnot. I mean, he was also one of my least, leasted, least our favorite characters, along with Malcolm. I think Malcolm and him together was one of those segments where I really didn't enjoy it. Because Malcolm would just piss me off. And I, I don't know if you guys agree with me with this, but sometimes Malcolm would just, you, you know, you're looking at Malcolm and you're going, why Malcolm? Why would you fucking do that? And at the end of the day, I think they did it on purpose. I think they made him feel like a genius, but they wanted you as the viewer to say, hey, well, if a genius is going to do this, oh, the government's out. The government's out to find him. They're after hell. 
hiding himself. You know, to some exaggeration, that's probably it's probably a little bit accurate. I have to say, now actually, I know it's accurate because you're not allowed to broadcast on any certain frequency. You have to, you have to have permission. You can't just do it like that. But they wouldn't have come out. They wouldn't have come out that quickly. That I know, unless you're disturbing or interrupting, say like a radio, say like there's a popular radio station in a major city and you disrupt that frequency. Yeah, yeah, they'll come right away because it's money being wasted. But if you're in the middle of nowhere and there's no, nobody's using that frequency and you start broadcasting, well, maybe over time, maybe somebody will pass by and find it and then they'll triangulate your position and shut you down or they'll look for a tower or whatever it is. But it's highly likely that Hal could have broadcasted you know, out in that area. Especially back then, without the internet. See, look, the disgusting price of this thing. Look at that. She's sitting there. Do you think she hears them? I think so. And I think she knows what's going on. Deep down. Lois, that's another thing. Lois, uh, one of the more hated characters, in my opinion, but one of the more respected characters. It's hard to pull off a character like that. The emotion, the energy that Lois, the actress... What's her name again? Take a look. I don't remember, but look, doesn't matter. But it does matter. Show some respect! Okay, hang on a sec. Uh, uh, Jane Kazmarek. My apologies, Jane. But Jane and Brian Cranston, those two actors, put them together. She really pulls it off. And I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised... That she's not in other stuff. I think maybe I might have seen her in a movie. But the reason being, and I'm pretty sure most of you would agree with me with this. The major reason why she probably wasn't casted for anything else is because of her role. Her role in this was just too over the top. You remember in that movie, Tropic Thunder, when they say, don't go full retard? You remember that? Well, I think she went too over the top in this. And and now when people see her, they just expect her to get angry. You can't take that character. So if you were to cast her in any movie, even as a mother... Uh, part of you would go, uh, I know you got more in you. You know, I know you can fuck shit up a little more, Lois. But uh, but this isn't her setting. It's not Malcolm in the Middle. It's another movie. So maybe that's why. I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But that's what I feel would have would have happened, you know. It would have, the show would have made her acting career, but it would have also destroyed it from her overdoing, over the top doing Lois. I mean, it's fucking great. I love Lois. Look at that reaction. Look at that. You really feel it. You feel the anger. You feel the energy. You feel like, God, I, I wish my mom didn't do that, right? <laughs> but at the same time, you're going, fuck, these characters are over the top. They're great. They're fantastic. Sure, episode's about to end in about four minutes. And before we get there, I just want to thank everybody for stopping by and hanging out this long and just taking your Sunday out of your busy schedule and just tuning along to a little bit of Malcolm in the Middle. Don't forget to check out the website. I got tunelong.com. Go on there. Putting a bunch of stuff on there once in a while. I mean, having some fun with it. Go to YouTube. I'm putting some old commercials and videos from, you know, back in the early 2000s and 90s and whatnot. Wait, what happened? Oh, they're after him. There you go. That's the Men in Black. It's supposed to be like the Men in Black. See how they're subtly putting it in there? You try to deal with government? Well, fundamentally, you're going to get the Men in Black coming at you. Wouldn't it be cool to me? Wouldn't it be cool to interview somebody from the Men in Black? Let's do that next week on Wednesday. We're having an interview, an exclusive never before. One of the Men in Black, disclaimer, he used to be a member of the Men in Black, came out and he could he could be killed for telling us all this. Yeah, yeah. 
But anyways. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy. The German rancher. He's uh, insecure a little bit. Do those characters ever meet? I'm thinking, like, does do Lois, do Lois and uh, Hal ever meet the rancher, the ranchman family? I know they probably meet Kiyama, obviously, but have they ever met? Have they ever even been? If you guys know this, if you guys have seen an episode of Malcolm in the Middle where they, they would have left their normal setting and gone to the ranch, I'm curious. I feel like they would have, maybe for one episode, like a visit. They would have said, oh, my parents are coming in town. Make a whole episode out of it. Oh, his little sock puppet. Oh, couldn't forget that. See, that's the thing. And same with these people. I mean, how many actors from Malcolm in the Middle really have you seen in other stuff? I'm sure you have. I'm sure you've seen them here and there, maybe. But, I mean, I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen much. And Brian Cranston came much later, came years later. Brian Cranston actually came as kind of a a hidden surprise, a hidden gem, honestly. Revived his career. Breaking Bad revived his career. I'm saying, I mean, I could be wrong, but when was the last time you saw Brian Cranston? The last time I saw Brian Cranston was the Godzilla movie and Breaking Bad. And maybe something in between, I don't remember. But Malcolm in the Middle, that was it. In fact, all the characters, even Frankie Muniz, he had maybe one, he had a couple movies during his peak during the sea, you know, this time. Did a movie with Hilary Duff, some spy movie, uh, maybe another little kid movie, and that was it. Didn't do any other shows that I remember. Yeah, that's the thing. But a guy like Hal, a guy like Brian Cranston, you really see the the acting talent of a guy like that because he can play a dad like this, so over the top. So, oh, that's the other thing. Brian Cranston was also the dentist in uh, Seinfeld. My apologies. So that may be that's a, probably a show people would have seen him before. Just an actor playing a dentist in a random, you know, not a random, but Seinfeld. Guys, that's seen in the episode, by the way. But yeah, Brian Cranston, you really see. You can really see his talents in Breaking Bad. And you really appreciate more his talents in Breaking Bad because of Malcolm in the Middle. Because it's so 180 on the character. You've got this dad who's just, yeah, once again, insecure, just trying to do his best, keep a smile on. He's a little bit hectic. But then you bring him into Breaking Bad and he turns from like high school teacher to serious fucking drug fucking producing mob man. Uh, you know, learning what how real life is. So, but yeah, guys, we just watched season four, episode number 15 of Malcolm in the Middle Garage Sale. That was fun. Brought back some good memories. Hope you guys enjoyed that too. Hope you guys had a good good time. Actually, Garage Sale is episode number 78. It's right in the middle of the series. And I, you know, I'm going to go ahead on a limb here and say that if I had to guess up season four and season five might be the best seasons. What do you guys think? What's your opinion? It's hard to tell. I mean, all the seasons are good. Season one is probably the one I'll watch the least of. Characters aren't developed. You're kind of getting used to them. But go, maybe going back and watching them, you kind of appreciate more, you know, the development, their development. And you might pick up on more stuff that you didn't really pick up until you saw the whole six seasons. I don't know. But yeah. Malcolm in the Middle. That was a great show. I miss it. I wish they'd bring something back. I wish they'd do something with it. Uh, maybe you guys don't know, but uh, Frankie Muniz, the main character, Malcolm. I think he had um, a few accidents, a few concussions. He was uh, big on race car driving, all that stuff. And I think he might have lost a lot of his memory. They say, supposedly, they say that he doesn't remember filming the show at all. He doesn't remember Malcolm in the Middle. And uh, maybe there's some truth to that. I mean, how can you forget that show? What a great show. But brain damage is brain damage. And I hope the best for Frankie Muniz. 
Oh, that's right. I remember. The other time I saw Frankie Muniz was on um, Punk. Remember Ashton Kutcher used to have that Punk series? He would punk some celebrities and all that. Prank them. That was the first type of pranks. Uh, I remember they took his car. He had a Porsche 911 and he was going to some restaurant and some valet driver took his car and I think they swapped it and broke it. Could have been. And he was, but he was pissed, but he didn't look pissed. He actually was a pretty cool, chill guy, uh, just hanging out, just, you know, being Malcolm. I mean, the show's called Malcolm in the Middle. He is the main character. But you don't, you know, a lot of times he's not the main character. A lot of times Hal's the main character, Lois or Reese. Uh, that's the thing. So the show really does a great job of balancing the family all around. And, and you know, if you guys have ever seen the show, uh, I think it's called Shameless. I mean, that's over the top, but there are some similarities. Like I always thought when I was watching Shameless, I always thought Shameless reminded me a little bit of Malcolm minus the sitcom. So if Malcolm in the middle wasn't a sitcom and the kids grew up in, in that area in the bad time, I feel like that could have been a thing, you know, well, but maybe not. But I don't know. I just get that feeling when I see that. Felt like Malcolm in the middle, especially in the kitchen, all run down, grabbing a thing of milk and just relating to it. I think that's what it is. I think it's just relating to those moments that you yourself have experienced. It doesn't have to be every moment. You don't have to fucking be Kid Charlemagne to be fucking Malcolm Middle. You just have to wake up in the morning, have a bowl of cereal with your family, and get ticked off, and you'll be able to relate to the show. And that's the great thing about Malcolm Middle. They were able to find families, relate to them, make fun of all the di- make make fun of all the, you know, the the knacks and whatnot that families have, all the mishaps, and you know, and just poke fun of it. Make you know. Make some humor out of it and bring everybody together. I think at the end of the day, that's what the show tries to, uh, to do is just bring families together and uh, and have a good laugh about it. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you guys had a good time. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for tuning along. We're going to see you on the next one. Don't forget to go online, go on all those websites, Twitter and Facebook and all that, and hit those thumbs up and shove them up your ass at the same time. And I'll see you on the next episode. I really hope I do. And until then, you take care now and bye-bye. Take care.